0: Welcome to the Rowan Schmooze. We are back for episode 16. We are very excited to be joined by Barry Cordman and possibly Melinda as well, if she's able to. Um, Barry and Melinda are very precious and gracious uh, parents of a recent alum, uh, Aaron Cordman, and we're very excited for this. This is our first time getting a parent's perspective. Wow. Um, of the Jewish com- community and Jewish life on campus. So, uh, without further ado, Barry, please introduce yourself uh-huh. and tell us a little bit about you.
1: First of all, I have to thank you very, very much—not just for for hosting this today. I know my I know Melinda would love to be here because we we would have so much to to tell about. <laughs> it's certainly, a lot longer than half an hour. We would go on for hours. So. Uh, perhaps we'll have a part B to episode 16 because we would go for days. But thank you for for doing everything that you that you do at Rowan, for all the students, for all the, the you know the, the students who participate with bot I'm so happy to be here.
0: Barry, give me one second. It looks like Melinda is trying to get oh. into our meeting room. So uh, let's see. Let's, let's see, see if we can uh, welcome her in. And
1: uh, she's joining us. That's awesome. Here she
0: is. There you go. Hey, (laughs) Melinda. Hello. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So so Barry was just uh, introducing um, you both. So um, Barry, continue. So Melinda was just saying to Rabbi, we can go on for hours and
1: half an hour is not going to do us any justice. But we're, we're going to do the best that we can. Rabbi has done, your whole family has done phenomenal, phenomenal work for the students at Rowan. And we are absolutely honored, honored to be able to, to, to share our thoughts uh, with you and, and the Rowan community.
0: Awesome. Amazing. So uh, give our listeners a little bit of a background of who you are, where you're from, where, uh, what you do, your children, etc. so we get a little bit of, uh, of the bigger picture.
1: Sure. So we live in central New Jersey. Um, uh, grew up in New Jersey itself. My wife grew up in Cranford. I grew up in Livingston, New Jersey. Uh, we moved here, uh, yeah, 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 about 23 years ago. Uh, my, for myself, occupationally, I'm a photographer and event photographer. Uh, we cover all different kinds of events, simpas, and corporate events. And Melinda?
2: I am in sales. Um, I do national account sales for, um, a, a uniform company and we cover all sorts of industries that require our needs.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. And we have, uh, we have Aaron, as you mentioned, attended, uh, attended Rowan University, graduated last year. And Hannah, our, our daughter is presently in, uh, enrolled in Binghamton and really engaged and really doing very, very well at Binghamton university and involved very much involved in Chabad up north so nice. something about Chabad buddy that just keeps, <laughs> them and keeps them so well fed
0: right amazing so um I know definitely that Judaism played a very big role in yourselves growing up as well as in building your home so uh, how about you talk a little bit more about that sure Melinda, well, do you want to go first
2: um, I would think the the greatest influence of Jewish identity in my home growing up is being the daughter of a Holocaust survivor. And, um, the household wasn't, I mean, wasn't so much about practicing, but it was about Jewish identity. So that, that's, um, continuity, it was a very strong influence and, um, uh, extended family members that were, you know, it was interesting when I look back at my, Barry's wedding, how many survivors we had at the wedding. I mean, it was like about 15, 20 survivors, which is an amazing number. But, um, the continuity part was, was a very strong influence.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, um, I also grew up in a household of, uh, my parents weren't Holocaust survivors, but my grandparents were, and my father Mm -hmm. was an only child of both survivors of uh, uh, of uh, Auschwitz. So it was very prevalent in our home, you know, and like, you know, when the Bubby and Zadie ever, um, uh, you know, visited, it was, you know, it was all around everywhere. Um, and, and it's crazy what, uh, I'm pretty young, what that little amount of time, uh, how it could change. Uh, you know what I mean? I just, actually just a few minutes ago, moments ago, I shared on Facebook just a memory of four survivors dancing together. And it's like, wow, four survivors, you know? And here you had 15 people at your wedding, which was big. But um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, the survivor population is really dwindling. Um, But not to go off topic, um, that makes sense. That makes sense that it was very, very, you know, Judaism and Jewish identity was a big deal. So I'm guessing that obviously led into how you wanted to educate Aaron and your children, um, and your home to be, um, to have a lot of Jewish pride.
1: Absolutely. Correct.
0: Right. And we saw that right away, you know, um, when Aaron first came, um, I believe already the very first time he came, he was telling me how, you know, how important it is to him to, you know, the Jewish community, and that he could come to a Shabbos meal, and stuff like that. Um, so you guys obviously did a great job in uh, <laughs> instilling that into your children, but uh before we get into his involvement with the Jewish community, which we obviously want to talk about um i I, I want to just hear from you as parents sending off Aaron is your um, oldest son, sending off your first kid to college away from home, what that uh, might have been like
1: hmm. Well, you know we. I, I also grew up in, in a, 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 a community, uh, in a Jewish community, and I think as parents, we try to give them the right tools, Rabbi, to put into the toolbox. And that's the one thing that, that both Mila and I always try to instill with both of our kids. You give them the right tools, you know. hopefully when they're older and they're on their own, when they go to the toolbox, they reach the right tool. And what's interesting is that, um, we were, we were a little nervous, obviously, as parents for, you know, for uh, the first child going to college, you hope that they bring along the entire toolbox and use everything that they have at their disposal at the right time. Um, what's interesting is that Aaron did get involved with Chabad before we knew it. We, had, we, we did not tell him, please reach. He did that on his own accord. And he kept going. It was, it was actually a while before we knew he was involved with Chabad. Um, so we, we, we hope we gave, we obviously, I, I think we gave him the right tools to work with. I think we did okay. Because he, er, ever since he met up and started, you know, uh, getting involved, it's just been one big, <laughs> you know, program for him ever since. I
2: think also our children's influences and, and, um, I think, influencing factors, not only having their Zeta, who was a survivor, my mother was American born, but also my husband's family. Um, you know, and, and Barry, do you want to speak to to your family? Because you kind of asked about our backgrounds, but yeah. you know, those backgrounds are important to right. Right. why our children are the way they are now.
1: Right. Sure. My, my, can't, my father was a cantor for 60 something years he was he was a camp north jersey my uncle was a, I mean, we grew up in an orthodox household right? my uncle was a rabbi in union uh our cousins are, are uh, residents of lakewood uh so we were surrounded by it and and again we would we, we hope that there was some kind of of uh influence for aaron uh and, and hannah and you know for, for both of them which uh which th- does come from our family that's correct
0: for sure You know, but sometimes, um, so definitely um, background, and yeah, uh, exactly, that's what I was asking about it, Um, but sometimes people come from um, a similar background, and if they don't have the right tools, or if they don't have, you know, the right, um, you know, know, uh, if it's not promoted, for lack of a better word, properly, then it just, uh, sometimes they run away from it when they get to college, and they want to just leave it all behind. So um, I definitely think, again, kudos to you guys for, um, uh, you know, always uh, um, having that Jewish identity as a positive and exciting and happy and with it thing that when they got to college and like you said, Aaron, see, I didn't even know this, but you didn't even tell Aaron to reach out or to come and he just came, um, which is I really
1: must have been some good chicken soup because you
0: ah. bought them and you kept them. <laughs> Listen, but a lot of times it's getting the people through the door the first time. Once they come, then it's, you know, then it's uh, free, you know, then it's uh, great from there on out. But it's getting them, them to come that a lot of times it's hard. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, so tell me a little bit. So, again, from a parent's perspective, this is our first time hearing it from parents. So what was that like when you heard that Aaron was coming and enjoying and having a great time?
1: I, I say thrilled. <laughs> absolutely yeah. thrilled. He, it's like, ah, oh, he, 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 got involved and, and he was involved for a little while before he told us. So we were absolutely just so happy for him. And it's just such an amazing community of students. It really, we cannot have been any happier. And it gives you a sense of, 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 of security, of safety, knowing that he's there, you have, it it almost, it almost became like extended family taking care of our son.
0: Beautiful.
2: I think what also was, um, you know, that talking about extended family is that you and Frady also built a relationship with the two of us that. Uh, Freddie would send me pictures of Aaron helping her prepare Shabbos dinner or setting the table, or send me an email, uh, a picture saying, "He knows how to sub- set a Shabbat table. I'm so impressed." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I'm glad. You know, he's taking, you know, his foundation from home, and and it, it stuck with him, and getting that reinforced message. So, the fact that uh, the two of you." formed a relationship with us and kept us informed kind of behind the scenes that he's involved that, you know, really um, made us thrilled and, and happy that he found a place that he can call his home away from home.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's something that actually, so shortly after I moved here, the Chabad rabbi at the, the University of Delaware, who's now not there at someone else, but um, no, he was a senior Chabad on campus rabbi and he was telling me how um, back in the day without te- technology students would call home maybe you know once a week when they got to the pay phone or i mean you guys would would, would right, know right. How, uh, how it was and so for the chabad rabbi to like you know be in touch with the family also was like you know a very difficult thing but thank god for te- uh, technology it made it a lot e- it made it a lot easier and 100% we've seen this and that's our family shabbat which um You've came to a number of times, and hopefully, hope, 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 we'll have it again in the, uh, in the future, and we're going to want the Corvins to attend for sure. Um, but, um, but what was so important about the family Shabbat and what we saw is that it really, um, when you know the family and the parents and everybody, it makes everything different. It makes the whole relationship very, very different and more wholesome. Mm-hmm. And we really saw that. And um, that's why we hope that we can have this again. We're trying to do this long distance, you know, now. Um, but it's definitely, you know, harder. Um, uh, but that's very, very true. That when, when you get to know the whole family, it makes it, uh, you know, uh, it really connects and puts all the pieces of the puzzle together. You know what I mean? So, um, did you think... That Aaron would be involved in Jewish life on campus?
1: I think we were hoping so, but we didn't know to what extent. Okay. We were hoping so. We had hoped that he would get involved. And it was interesting because when, when you first think of college, you think of organizations, you think of, of what kind of programs are being held, who's doing what. But it didn't jump out until he, he met, until he shared with us, and it totally made sense. It totally made sense that he would get so involved after, you know, as you mentioned, with, with, with Chabad of Rowan. Well,
0: that's awesome. You know,
2: when your child leaves home for college, it's their opportunity to kind of define who they are and find their way. And I think for us to say, you know, outright ask, did you find your way to Chabad? You know, are you going for Shabbos dinner? I, I think allowing him to... Organically find his way there. I, I think was much more p- impactful for him.
0: For sure, for sure. And then, like you said, when you give him the right tools or your children the right tools, then you know uh, you don't necessarily have to say or nag, go, 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 get in touch. You know, you hope that the tools, um, maybe with a little Jewish uh, guilt or nudging. Um, but you really just hope that they really get it, you know, they they come to it on their own using those those tools. Exactly. Yeah, so um uh so Aaron was here for four years, obviously. Um, and it was a great, it was a great ride. What were maybe, I don't know if if you recall exactly, but what might come to mind one or two things that stick out? So you mentioned something about Frady sending you the picture of Aaron setting up the Shabbos meal. What might be something else? Any of the experiences or anything else?
1: There's, there's one experience that, that I know Melinda will totally agree upon so quickly. The kids had an amazing opportunity of going to Israel with you. Huh. Had an amazing opportunity to go. And, and what they went Wait, they also went to Poland. Poland. Melinda's father survived how many camps?
2: 13.
1: 13 different camps. Wow. When you're sent a photo of your son at which camp was he standing beer canal. There There's a beer canal. When your son is, is standing there in Birkenau holding a photo of his Zadie, of his grandfather who survived. Oh, that was what else can you add, Rabbi?
2: I mean the fact that he felt compelled to wrap to fill in a beer canal. You can't put words to that.
1: It speaks volumes rabbi right
2: and he would not have had that opportunity had he never walked through the doors of right. of, of chabad and, and that opportunity presented to him to to visit poland and, and see for himself and and realize how much of our family we lost but what they had to survive
0: yeah it's amazing and imagine it's what really- type of nachas your grandparent, your father, you know, seeing him, um, you know, uh, putting on film there is just is really, really amazing. And, and it really shows to who, who we are as a Jewish nation, you know, that uh, no matter where you go, um, you know, it continues and you end back up. You know what I mean? And, you um, uh, it's a really powerful beautiful thing i remember when i saw that picture it also gave me the chills you know what i mean um uh, and i sent that around actually to a few of my you know friends and family i'm like wow this is this is special you know
1: and you had a very large part of that
0: it's beautiful you know so we'll give a shout out i don't know if he's Um, so many of these podcasts has gone back to the Poland or Israel, you know, or, or one of those trips and Yossi Witkis, so we'll give him a shout out because we all could because we like doing that. He is the one in charge of uh, nationally arranging these, um, trips. So we, you know, we thank him very, very much and giving us that opportunity to, to take our students there. Um, I wanted to mention one other thing about Israel something that again touched me very, very much. Um, and I didn't know this, um, but Aaron spoke at the family Shabbat um, and he said um, about me, he said, you know, I was a rabbi, you know, and a lot of people, a lot of students, you know, the beard, uh, the yarmulke all day, you know, and, you know, um, and, you know uh, could this guy really relate to me or be my friend or whatever? And Israel, uh, and this is what Aaron said, Israel changed that for him. That he felt like, oh, he can relate to me as as a friend. And I think that uh, that's what that trip did, did allow because we were there, there together in the Holy Land and, you know, uh, eating, sleeping, doing everything, you know, under the same roof. Um, and uh, that was very special for me to hear that. And that is what I try to do you know i want to you know uh be uh you know be on the students you know uh, on some level be on their level and be friends so that was actually a very special moment for me for me as well so barry good call <clears throat> that was a great moment so um uh your daughter now is uh is uh, involved, like you said, uh, at at Chabad of um which, by the way, I was there once. I spent a the perm there, <laughs> and I think it was a weekend perm, like it was either on Friday or Sunday. I think it was Sunday, so we got to so we got to spend the whole you know three day holiday, Yom basically there, and it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, and there was a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people. Um, so I, I know it's a great place the the Slonins at Bigginton, so um uh, and I know you're you're involved with Chabad back at home, um, Barry. You mentioned to me something about when you go to Simchas, you also see a lot of the impact there. So I want uh, you to be able to uh, to quickly talk about that,
1: Rabbi. I, I people ask, you know, it's interesting. People, you know, oh, they were involved in Chabad in college, involved in, you know, they go to Israel, together, you know, with Chabad. And it's so interesting, every time I, I, I've done a simcha where I, I know they were involved in Chabad or they were involved in doing you know, one of these trips with, you know, through Chabad, so many of these events, Rabbi, there's one or two tables with the fellow alum at the, at the wedding. They kept in touch. I know that Aaron keeps in touch with some. Look, he, he, he presently has a girlfriend, Sammy, who was recently on your program? Yes. God willing. <laughs> but I just, it's so many, we can edit that out, But so many of these events that I attend to, there's one or two tables, 12, 24 people who kept in touch with each other after they graduated school and they maintained that relationship. And so it was amazing thing to see, Rabbi. It really is. and and god willing (laughs) but uh but and it's very nice because even i we went to um one of your special shabbos dinners and we sat with sammy's family and in conversation uh we discovered that sammy's father and i went to yeshiva together several years you see yeah we're sitting here talking about our education and we laughed because we we discovered we both went to uh yeshiva and elizabeth Wow. And we had the same rabbis <laughs> separate years, and that was fantastic to learn. Wow. So there's always that connection, rabbi. There's always oh, that, that,
0: connection. That, that, that connection, yeah. Yeah. The Jewish family is small, um, or the world is small, right? Jewish family is even smaller. Uh, it's looking like the Chabad family, you know, um, it's uh, not smaller, but very connected. So uh, <laughs> that's a... That's a that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Um, uh, and yeah, you know, we try to, um, aside of course, giving you, you know, Yiddishkeit and, and, and teaching and providing, but it's also like we spoke about in the beginning, the family aspect. And we really try to instill that. And, um, and, and it's not just us, you know, it really Aaron and Sammy, um, Sammy was our president and Aaron, um, was our engagement chair, social chair, um, Israel engagement chair. And, um, it really is the students, you know, the students, when we get, when like we have our board meetings, you know, you would think it's like a board meeting, you know, you sit there plan events. It's like, so typically they would go for like an hour and a half. So it's an hour and 20 minutes of kibitzing and, um, (laughs) uh, you know, throwing comments at each other and different things. And it's 10 minutes of actual planning, um, (laughs) which was awesome because it really, you know, brought the family together. You know what I mean? So, um, but so it, it really is not just Freddie and I, but it's uh, it's the students and it's the lead the student leadership within the community that really helps the, the community stick together and grow as as a family. So that's an amazing thing. So, uh, so um, Barry, this one's for you. So, so we'll get back a little bit. And I guess uh, Melinda, you can answer this as well, but. I like trying to tie in COVID also um, because this is what we're living through. So COVID upended everything and everyone's life turned upside down. But Barry, as a photographer with Simchas, you know uh, that must have been really hard for you because um, there wasn't it was challenging. Wrong. It was very, very. It, you know the interesting part, Rabbi. In here.
1: Yesterday, I was at a residence covering a bris mila. Family called for a home for a bris mila. Okay. And it was so, you know, yes, there there are a lot of challenges. There are many difficulties in SIMPAs, but they're they're still continuing to happen. And, yeah, was my work affected? Absolutely. You know, dates were put on hold. Things were postponed. But it's so nice that they're still continuing. They're still going through. That just happened yesterday. We had a family that we took care of. It was so, so nice, you know, with Zoom, with the technology we are talking about earlier, that it still helps maintain. Right. The important things in life the right. family was there the you know the model was there everyone was you know the, the, the important players were the family members were there in the wedding world yeah it, it's it's still going we're still moving forward you know it's very challenging but we're going to be okay
0: i love the attitude the attitude <laughs> is great positive attitude um i i believe if, if i remember if i recall correctly you kind of in the very beginning you're getting creative with like the porch Okay. The Front Porch
1: Project. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, one of the things that we, we tackled early on was the Front Porch Portraits. Um, we invited, it was a very, very simple idea. Get your family together. We're going to come to your house. We're going to take a family portrait at, at your house. Of course, social distancing. Okay. Um, and it was, there was no cost whatsoever. The only thing that I asked was that please support a local business. Your choice. Wow, I have to commit to anything. There was no specified list. But we just wanted to help support to keep the community going, keep the businesses moving forward. So that was that was the, the trade off. We'll come to your house, you let us know what day works for you. At the time, you know, kids were home, parents were home with their kids. Let's just take that list, bring some normalcy to these kids. Let's bring some normalcy to the parents. And it was so nice because it gave them something to look forward to. Honestly, it was very selfish in that it gave me something to look forward to. It gave me something to look forward to. We have, you know, X number of families that were, you know, it was fantastic. So it was a win-win, Rabbi. It was a win. And even the the businesses won because they, you know, we were telling them just support a local business, whatever it is,
0: be there for them. Beautiful. And and I must say your selfishness is a great selfishness because, it's benefiting others, and um, uh, I didn't know that you just that 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 the one that the one contingent was just to uh, support a local business. So, yeah, Shakhov, thank you for doing that, Barry. That's a <laughs> very beautiful thing. No, uh,
1: like I said, it was a selfish thing for me. So <laughs> it kept me it kept me out of the house, so the kids were happy too.
0: That's awesome. So um, uh, and Melinda, your sales. Um, mm-hmm. So how did that? So how did COVID change all of that?
2: It really didn't. Um, The industry that my company supports, so we're, we're considered essential because we're providing service to, um, healthcare and pharmaceutical and food processing and, um, a lot of industries that were considered essential. So I never missed a day of work. Um, initially it was working remote. Now I'm back in an office. That's why Barry and I are different locations, (laughs) but, uh, really, um, no impact on that. Maybe impact on the businesses I'm talking to of uh, reduced headcounts and whatnot. But um, um, business went on.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. And then um, uh, it's nice that that you're back in uh, in the office. I know a lot of people once they figure out how to do it re- uh, re- uh, remote, they kind of just are like okay, this is great, you know, no no commute. But uh, I think it's healthy. <laughs> I think it's nice to be back in the office as long as it's safe. You know what I mean?
2: It um, is. And I'm hybrid. So I spend three days in the office, two days remote.
0: Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So, uh, before we, uh, before, well, I, here's another question, which is, uh, I wanted to ask you guys. So it's been, uh, you guys have been generous to Chabad at Rowan throughout Aaron's entire stay here. And even afterwards, um, You've been very generous. Why do you feel that that uh, it is so important to um, give back into the Jewish community here? I'll let you go first, Melinda. Let
2: me go first. We know how much Aaron's received from Chabad That and often you don't ask anything of the kids. So to be able to give back to help you to continue to provide what you're providing to the Rowan Jewish community is, is really important. Um, and knowing, again, him graduating and the impact that Chabad had on him um, is why we continue to be supportive so that you that other students can hopefully have the same experience that our son had.
1: Rabbi, my... my... We, we have to, we need to. Here's a simple reason: every Shabbos in your home, every Shabbos in our home, the spouse may light candles for Shabbos. Right, right. God willing, in, in Aaron's home and Hannah's home, they'll light Shabbos candles. What's what's you know something that's amazing about the Shabbos, and I'm sure you you've said this to people before. The most amazing thing about the candle is no matter how many times you light other candles, it doesn't detract from one flame. In fact, it does the opposite. It's the only element that you can subtract, that you can take away. It doesn't take away, it actually adds. Right. You light a second candle, you light a third candle. The, the, the one flame doesn't, it doesn't half itself. It multiplies. It's the one thing that you can that you can do that with. You can't do it with, with soil, sand, dirt, water. The flame, You're, you have this flame that you're multiplying you're adding more light especially during dark times you're adding a lot of light how can you how can you not do that right it's it's it, it, it pretty simple in my world
0: it's beautiful it's beautiful and we are um we are so so gracious and um yeah, nothing happens without support of parents and uh, generous people that make it happen. So, you are a partner with uh, every light that's being lit here, and um, every and every mitzvah that's happening, and every good and, and every chicken soup uh, delivery. So, yes. thank you, <laughs> and uh,
1: thank you, Rabbi. Thank you for everything that you've done, and to any parent who, who may be considering having a child. They will get involved. They will find their way. They will get involved, and once they start, look out—it's just going to be fantastic for them.
0: Awesome, Melinda. What are some closing words or a message as a uh, as an incredible Jewish mother uh, <laughs> that gave uh, that gave their children such wonderful tools, and um, I'm sure your leaders uh, within your own community what is your message to our listeners fellow jewish parents out there
2: for students i'd say open yourself we have this rich history and explore it and chabad gives them the means to explore that that part of themselves you know some of them may come from an interfaith family or two jewish parents but I think you give them the means to explore that part of their identity and to define what that means to them and how they want to, to practice and take that forward. To parents, know that there's a home away from home for their kids. Someplace that they can turn to someone, you know, if they need uh, that parental advice and they don't want to turn to mom and dad. <laughs> I'm sure you get a lot of students turning to you. With, um, looking for advice, or just that warm home cooked meal to just have a sense of home, you know. Or I know if someone's not feeling well, they can text you and get some some chicken soup. So knowing that there's that nurturing aspect, um, I say don't push your kids, let them find their way, but let them know it's there. Beautiful,
0: beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. So I'm. Uh... Uh, I want to give you guys, both of you, a big yesha call uh, for raising your kids um, in a a beautiful, uh, warm, and uh, joyful Jewish home. Uh, We definitely have seen that from your children. Uh, It's a a beautiful thing. I want to thank you for joining us today, Um, uh, and thank you for your time.